Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Hour number three. Juglina, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and Sean Angle pushing all the right buttons. Keeping us flying straight. Week 17 in the NFL. And uh, let me ask you, I mean, we already know, and I agree with you, Week 17 uh, shouldn't be playing uh, season long. I hate it. But, uh, yeah, what do you think about, like, shortening the uh, regular season to, let's say, end Week 15? No, Week 16 is perfect. Why would you want to go earlier than that? Well, you know what? this this season was an outlier. There were just a lot of issues dealing with it, and uh, you know, heard people mention it. So I just wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, uh, no, if sixteen is fine, we just like you said, we we got hit with a lot of crazy big name players that didn't play or mm-hmm. that ended up having terrible weeks in week sixteen. But <laughs> week sixteen yeah. is still the best week to play for, in my opinion. Okay, all right. Calm down. It's all right. I just wanted to get it out there. (laughs) You see? Yeah. I'm I'm surprised you didn't do that. Uh, Because I never know what you're saying when you say that. But uh, you could be cursing me out. But speaking of cursing me out, have you heard about uh, this whole thing with uh, Grover from uh, Sesame Street? That they think he dropped an (laughs) F-bomb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, I have to admit that, uh, you know, I heard the clip and I watched the clip and it does sound it does sound like he said the F word, but he didn't. You know, you know who Grover is, right? I did not hear about that. Yeah, Mm. I know who Grover is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes he's super Grover. Oh, I did not know Mm. that. Yeah, yeah. I like Muppets, but I never really got into Sesame Street. No. No, I did as a kid. You know, uh, Burton Ernie were my favorite. Guy. You know, I watched them too. But uh, yeah, with the ping pongs falling on the head and yeah. Mr. Moose. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I always loved uh, Burton Ernie kind of uh, you know slapstick kind of comedy. You know, uh, but uh, that's just me. Um, so uh, we were talking uh, fantasy MVPs and uh, least valuable players as well. What about uh, comeback? player of the season now for me i mean there's a couple that come to mind but uh you know the obvious one to me is uh, andrew luck and to most people uh, you know a couple of people that answered in the the uh, facebook chat both came up mm-hmm. with uh, andrew luck uh, one mm-hmm. of the guys on twitter said and no actually he, david schulte on twitter said matt ryan 
which mm-hmm. is another mm-hmm. good one who had a you know, bad yeah. year last year. He's had a good fantasy year this year. And I, yes. I get both yes. of those good, solid choices. But for me, mm-hmm. it's Adrian Peterson. It just is. Um, the fact that mm-hmm. he came into Washington wow, okay. and behind a, a very beat-up, injured offensive line that at times had fourth and fifth starters on the, on the field and, you know, playing musical chairs at quarterback and – the wide receivers getting hurt and all of that going on. He comes in at his advanced age for a running back and puts in a thousand yards behind that offensive line. To me, that Mm -hmm. is just amazing. Look, I'm not taking anything away from what luck did. It took us a year and a half to get back to luck. Um, And he's definitely Mm -hmm. in that, you know, in that conversation to me, it's a two horse race between the two, but I literally, I can't get over the fact that Adrian Peterson put up a thousand yards behind that offensive line. Hmm. And you know, what came to mind, like, and it's a good choice. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Remember we had all, we were all excited about Darius Geis and he went down in, yep. in, in preseason. Oh, my God. I know that uh, I, you know, I was working, doing a few shows with uh, Kurtz, and he had him in several leagues. He was very upset. So uh, it would be interesting to see uh, if he uh, could come back uh, from that torn ACL. And, uh, I mean, uh, it happened uh, in August. So I, yeah, I he's would got think that of that's enough healing time. Yeah. yeah, he's got plenty of time. He should be fine with what, you know, the way the men- – medical people are treating it these days we see guys coming back faster and faster he's got a whole year mm-hmm. yeah what do you think about and maybe he didn't do it for long enough but uh, i like your choice of adrian peterson uh what do you think about uh, amari cooper well he, with the trade he definitely stepped up of course he let you down in week 16 if you were running with <laughs> him uh, which is a bad thing but yeah i, I mean he's right. played so much better in dallas and you know, a lot of that has to be Dak Prescott not afraid to throw him the 50-50 ball that we just didn't mm-hmm. see Derek Carr throwing to him very often. That's, you know, the mm-hmm. best part of his game, going up and high-pointing a ball, ripping a, away from a defender. That's when he's at his best, and Dak doesn't seem to have any problem throwing that kind of ball to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how about a, a different category, waiver wire pick of the year? Uh, again, there's a few choices. A lot of people want to say J- James Conner, and I almost called yeah. him John again. Um, but I don't <laughs> consider him a waiver wire pickup of the year because in most of my leagues, he was drafted. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it has to be, almost has to be Philip Lindsay. He's, yeah, he's with been an Lindsay. RB1 I'm... all year, mm-hmm. came out of nowhere mm-hmm. when we all expected the rookie to you know be that guy. Uh, he came, mm-hmm. uh, comes out of nowhere, puts up you know RB1 numbers all season. Uh, it has to mm-hmm. be him. I, I can't think of any other guy that really helps your team more on the whole for the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on Lindsey. Um, and, uh, yeah, I get it with Connor. I agree with you. And, uh, most of the leagues that I played in, he was drafted already. But uh, he also was picked up, uh, you know, once it was uh, determined that uh, Bell wasn't going to be playing to start the, the you know week one. And then a similar uh, situation, uh, Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb in a lot of leagues was drafted, but in a lot he wasn't. And if you were able yeah. to, yes, yeah, if you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire, he really has uh, helped your team. But there's no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, all these guys are, are good, solid choices. There's no doubt. Um, 
you know, Connor put up the, the biggest fantasy numbers even while missing the three last games of the year. But, you know, there's a lot of different cases can be made. Some cases could be made for Damian Williams because he probably won you a championship if you ended up picking him up. You know, things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson probably propelled a lot of teams to championships oh, yeah. last week. So, you know, there, mm-hmm. there could be a lot of different players involved in that conversation. Really comes down to which one helped you the most. Right, right. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, there you have it. If anybody wants to chime in, you could uh, 844-843-6879. You could tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio, um, at Joe Galina. And uh, Jim is at Fantasy Taz. Uh, there you go. So uh, why don't we take a look at some more. What he said. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. Not much uh, going on here. Seahawks have already clinched a, a playoff berth. Uh, Seahawks are a another big spread. 13 and a half favorite over the Cardinals. 38 and a half is the over under in this game. Um but most people are saying Seattle doesn't have anything to play with, and I disagree. If okay. Seattle loses, they have a chance to fall to that sixth seed. If they fall to the mm-hmm. sixth seed, they got to go to Chicago and play. If they maintain mm. the fifth seed, they're going to Dallas to play. I don't know about you, uh, but I'd rather go I'd rather, play in yeah. Dallas <laughs> than, I'd go, than go to Chicago and have to beat Chicago at home. Right. At Soldier Field. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, so uh, – so what are we thinking about this game in terms of, uh, the, let's say, fantasy or DFS goodness? Uh, Rashad Penny, I think he's active, right? But uh, Chris Carson's been the guy. Uh, I have to wonder what kind of a, a role Penny's going to have next year. I mean, Carson's done nothing but uh, prove that he is a solid running back. No, absolutely. He's had a, a phenomenal year for them, and they keep giving him the rock. So he, he's definitely their guy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I the rookie, he'll get his shot next year as, as a backup, but until Carson gets hurt again, it's going to be all his his uh, go there. You know, we even saw mm-hmm. Mike Davis have a, a couple of good games when Carson was out earlier. So, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, three guys fighting for it again, but right now Carson's got the upper hand, and no doubt in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Baldwin. Four touchdowns in his last three games and seven for 126 last week. Uh, he's going to play despite having a shoulder issue. Uh, I tell you, I mean, uh, if this guy's healthy, he is, you know, a, a, a solid wide receiver one. And I'm looking forward to him coming into next year healthy. I mean, he's been, yeah, there's been so many weeks where you, you couldn't use him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been other issues the last couple of weeks, but the knees are what's still. Yeah. You know, a problem you got to worry about long-term uh, because mm-hmm. those are things that just don't always go away, kind of lingering issues he's been having. So hopefully he gets past that in the offseason and he's ready and healthy next year to go. I like him, too. He's an excellent wide receiver and would love to see him back in the mix as a full-time player, somebody you can count on every week. This is going to mm-hmm. be, you know, this is a game where the point spread looks huge, but you know, Arizona has nothing to play for while their defense has been playing very well. I, I just don't see them really putting in a huge effort here. I just don't know mm-hmm. if they, they're coming out to attack or if they're just going to fold. We, that's the problem with Week 17. You just don't know what's in these guys' right. hearts. Especially with uh, the rumors being that the, their head coach might be a one-and-done. Right, and uh, and all the other coaches might go with him. So there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of concern. 
<coughs> we do have a caller on the line, though. Um, Anthony from Sarasota is on the line. Let's bring Anthony nice. on and see what he's got for us. How are you doing, Anthony? Hi. Uh, I'm a first-time caller, by the way. Yeah, well, awesome. Cool. Thank Thanks you for, for calling, calling in. Okay. I have a question. I'm a Dolphins fan, and realistically, I want what I want to – I, I want to reboot. I don't like Gase. I find him, he's a little bit overrated because he came from that uh, that Bill 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 Belichick coaching tree. And honestly, we need a and I want to revamp our whole front office. And I was looking. Do you know? Have you guys found any information on who the favorite is for them to hire to replace Tannenbaum? I don't think there's a favorite yet. Uh, you know, they haven't really started that investigation, at least not in public terms. I'm mm. sure they're doing it behind the scenes. But, uh, you know, that that's all going to come together, whether or not they want to stay with Gase or move away. All of that is mm. going to be the same package. If they decide to stay with Gase, then they want to try and probably get a GM that's going to work with him. If they decide to move on, then we may see a whole new regime, which sounds like what you want. But at this point, it would be hard to say who would be in that, in, you know, in that window that they're looking at. Yeah, and I, I had a whole front office. I wonder what you think of this front office. Uh, Duke Tobin, Mike Borgonzi, uh, Joe, Joe Horitz, and Joe Douglas as my whole front office. Joe Douglas. Wow, you put a lot Joe... of thought into this. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what probably more than Miami. You should be working for them. There you go. Yeah, I'm a dog. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, we, we uh, what's his name? The owner for the Dolphins needs to sell the team. We need a, a uh, an owner who knows about football because he doesn't know. He knows about real estate, but he doesn't know about football like the guys from uh, from uh, what is it called? From uh, the Steelers? Were they already in? Was that whole family running a football team before? Yeah, yeah, like, they've long been long-time yeah. owners. Yeah, <laughs> long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been in that family. Is there is there one <laughs> Anthony? Is there one one or two players that you think that they could build this team around, or do you just want, you know, basically just honestly, knock we, it down and start over? Uh, honestly, I rather uh, none of the court bars are worth it this year. I'm. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to tank purposely, but I I want to build our offensive line or defensive line. This draft mm. because Wake is too old, Branch is too old. Uh, our defensive backfield is pretty good. We just need another corner to pair up with Xavier Howard and another safety. And uh, honestly, I'd rather draft uh, the guy from from Wisconsin, the offensive lineman uh, Benshaw, the guard in the first round, and then wait till next year. You're a real knowledgeable like football fan, old. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's put a lot of yeah. thought into this. Uh, yeah, I, the only yeah. question I have, did you ask Santa for all this? <laughs> Realistically, I don't think Santa can. As a, as a football fan, we, we, we can ask God for a lot of things, but they, <laughs> like the Jets, they, they asked for a quarterback for the past 10 years, and they finally got one. We need one mm. to replace Marino, honestly, and I, I, I can't wait to ask have to wait for next year for like Tua, mm. Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This this year's draft pass is horrible. I see Drew Locke as a backup quarterback or something. He's not a starter. He's more of a backup, to be honest. 
and uh, he's project, not even a I think. I, I think he can work into that starting range, but he's definitely still a project. I agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah there, there's uh, a lot of needs in that team. There's no doubt about it, and I'm with you. I think if if I took over that team, I'd pr- pretty much sweep the team away and, and start over fresh, but kind of hard to do that in one draft. It's usually a multi-year yeah. thing to to actually get it to work together. So, um, yeah, and good honestly, luck, man. I, don't I, I hope – I'm sorry, go ahead. And I think the Dolphins, to be honest, once the we're going to be on the bottom of the Patriots once Tom Brady retires. To be honest, once Tom Brady retires, the Patriots are not going to be good because they've traded away their, their replacements for Brady the past few years, to be honest. And I agree. They're, they're going to be like us. It's going to be the Jets and the Bills. Dominating this division for the next 10 years. Yeah. To be honest. That's a good point. Yeah. Josh Allen and Sam Donald leading the way. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, Good luck to you. Good luck to the Dolphins. And keep listening and uh, give us a call in the future. And uh, we'll be rooting for you, Dolphins. But I'll be rooting for my Giants more because we need the quarterback, too. But uh, (laughs) thanks for calling in. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down Week 17 in the NFL. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Jim Day, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel. Still have a lot of games to, to go over there, Jim. We've got uh, 49ers at the Rams. No Todd Gurley for the Rams. Uh, the Rams clinch a first-round bye with a win or tie or a Bears loss or tie. Uh, C.J. Anderson, big, big week last week, 20 for 167 and a TD. Uh, 49ers, fifth most fantasy points to running backs over the past three weeks. Are you all in on C.J. Anderson this week? Um, not as high. Um, I'm not sure where you got that number from because I'm looking at it in the last five weeks in number eighth and haven't given up a touchdown to the position yet. The uh, 49ers? Yeah. Well, maybe I was looking at the the opposite way. 
All right. Well, what yeah, do you think the about CJ and the anyway? The Rams yeah. have, have given yeah. up uh, maybe a little less yardage, but they've given up five touchdowns in the last five weeks to mm-hmm. running backs. All right. Well, what do you think about C.J. Anderson this week? I think he'll have a decent game. I just don't know if he's going to have the huge game everybody had, you know, that he had last week. Uh, you know, last week was, you know, everybody not believing he was going to be the guy. You know, there were a lot of guys out there saying, yeah, I know the coach said Anderson's going to be the guy, but he's only been here a week. So it's kind I'm of raising my hand because that was me. Be the guy. Yeah, um, I'm raising my and, hand. Yeah. Of course, that, that was didn't me. work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, you weren't the only one. There were a lot of guys out there. That, and, you know, I, I thought it was going to be Anderson just because of the fact you're looking at a guy last year who ran for a thousand yards. He hasn't mm-hmm. done anything this year because they, first of all, they brought him in behind CMC in Carolina and then ran CMC to death. Um, so they didn't need to use him. And then, you know, he goes and what Buffalo next. And then they decided they didn't need him for whatever reason. So everybody was down on Anderson. And once again, he showed that he's still a viable running back in his league. Hmm. By the way, I am looking at fantasy football today. I, uh, maybe, maybe I'm going crazy, but over the past three weeks, I see that, uh, the 49ers have given up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs, but whatever the case, but uh, I was really? wrong on so, C.J. Well, Anderson I, I last week. Yeah, look, yeah. I, I was doing it all in a blur this week, so it could have been yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> were, you, were you drinking? That could be either of us. So, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> hey, I got a prop bet for Jerry Goff, uh, passing yards versus the 49ers, over under 289. Which way do you go? Um, with Gurley out, I, I think I'm going to go over. I, I think Gar- Jared Goff has to establish himself again. Uh, just too many mm-hmm. bad weeks in a row here. They need they need to get back on track before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked earlier, a lot of injuries for the 49ers. No Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, or Matt Breida. And we got uh, basically Jeff Wilson and Kendrick Bourne. Uh, we kind of spoke about them and George Kittle. I mean, George wow, Kittle, man. you are man. definitely right. I, I had the numbers for San Francisco totally wrong. Oh, crap. <laughs> All right. It happens. It, ha- it happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. I wonder if my whole spread spreadsheet is whacked out then. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, oh, boy. then. I'm saying it's week 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talk, talk. Give me a little Taz there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it in rewind, right? Um, <laughs> like, all right. Crap. So, uh, yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens to the best uh, of us. Believe me, I've been there. Uh, so, what are we thinking about this uh, 10 point favorite? Rams are a 10 point favorite of the 49ers. I think that they uh, want to try to at least play a good half of football, uh, head into the playoffs on a high note. Because. <laughs> 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 I, I think they do. I, I think they want to reestablish yeah. themselves uh, as, yeah. as that guy, and, and, and they still have a mm-hmm. chance to, you know, keep that number two seed and you know get the bye week, which is what they absolutely want. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, all right. We have a lot of games to go through, so let's just march through them, I guess. Uh, Chargers at the Broncos. So uh, basically, if, if Kansas City wins, uh, I think the Chargers aren't going to play for anything, right? They're not going to be able to better their position. They've already clinched uh, the playoffs. But uh, we talked about Philip Lindsay, uh, three- to four-month recovery at least. At least um, Royce Freeman going to be the early down back. A uh, little Devontae Booker mixed in, passing down back. Uh, interest in either one of these guys uh, in, a, in a DFS lineup? 
I mean, it's, it's kind of chancy against with Freeman, no? It, it is uh, chancy. But, again, um, you know, if anything, I, I could probably go more with Booker because if Chargers mm-hmm. get out to an early lead, then we could see mm-hmm. Booker involved in the passing game probably more mm-hmm. than we would uh, otherwise. So I, I think maybe I'd take the shot. But now I'm looking – thinking through my lineups that I put in so far, and I'm pretty sure I don't have either one of them in any of my lineups. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, they're a six-and-a-half-point favorite over under 42 uh, in this game, just uh, by the way. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton uh, for the Broncos, averaging 10 targets, almost seven catches and 44 uh, receiving yards per game over his last three weeks. Been, uh, you know, the most consistent wide receiver since uh, our friend uh, Emmanuel Sanders went down for the year. Uh, Cortland Sutton, six for 65 last week. Which of those two, uh, if any, do you prefer to use maybe in a, in a DFS lineup this week? I, I think I prefer Deshaun Hamilton. I just think that slot receiver has a better shot. At, at having, mm-hmm. you know, a, a decent game. Sutton is going to be up, up or down. If he gets the big play, gets in the end zone, well, then you're, you're good to go. But if he doesn't, mm-hmm. then you could be looking at a very low-scoring game from him where I think you just have a better floor with Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Gates, this truly could be his last regular season game. You know, uh, Broncos have surrendered NFL's fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, and Gates uh, had his best uh, line of the of the season, week 11, five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, for old time's sake, would you throw uh, Antonio Gates into one of your lineups? Oh, no. Uh, no. No? <laughs> just can't do that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he just looks so bad out there. I, I was saying on the frenzy, and when, when he's running around out there, he looks like Refrigerator Perry. He looks like he ate Hunter Henry. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> 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 Poor guy. Well, remember, I mean, he, you know, he was just sitting around and then, uh, yeah, just yeah, really <laughs> showed up, showed up right the back week before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was just, uh, eating cupcakes, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But uh, what are we thinking in terms of this game? In terms of uh, is this a game that you would bet on? Six and a half point favorite in the thin air in Denver. I'll tell you the truth. There's not a lot of these games that I would I would bet on in Week 17. I just don't mm-hmm. trust it. Too many unknowns, as we keep talking about. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Denver's got nothing to play for, but do they play for pride? They could very mm-hmm. well. Look, the 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 positive here is that we're looking at all games that are in the same division, so the rivalries are there. And again, right. th- these are all grown men. If they decide to play for pride, any one of them, t- these teams could come out of nowhere and win. We know that. We've seen that too often mm-hmm. in the past to just put that out there. But in week 17, with all the unknowns, it's very hard. This is probably a really hard week to bet. It's a good week for DFS, though, because on the flip side, there's a lot of mm-hmm. low-value players that should get a lot of yes. playing time and give you those options. So it's good for DFS, not a good gambling weekend, in my opinion. And the, Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. And, and you know, with, with a lot of these names that we don't usually use in lineups with DFS, I mean, you could, you could make. Uh, you know, put together several DFS lineups. You know, two dollar lineups. Throw names that you that you normally wouldn't throw in there, right? I mean, when, you don't have to break the bank. Just have some fun. Uh, put in multiple lineups this week. No. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is a, for the next few weeks. It, you know, it's going to be DFS or playoff fantasy for you. Otherwise, uh, mm -hmm. you're not doing anything at this point. So if you're like me, there's got to be something out there. You want to do something uh, going forward. You need stimulation, it, don't you? Yeah, it, well, no. always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's hard to walk away at the end of a season, football season. It, it just seems like you have so long to wait for it to come back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it, you, like we, we talk all the time, you know, you blink and the regular season is over, uh, you know, but uh, let's move on. Uh, Vikings at home. I have him as a five point favorite uh, over the Bears over under 40 and a half. And the Bears clinch a first round bye uh, with a win and a Rams loss. The Vikings clinch a playoff berth with a win or tie, or if the Eagles lose or tie. So this game has some uh, some uh, fa uh, some playoff implications in it. The Vikings home, five-point favorite. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook, we talked about. Touch, uh, touches have improved each week, 17, 18, 20, 19 over the past four weeks. Uh, I mean, got a coach fired for not using him right, not using the way the head coach wanted him used. Yeah. Exactly right. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we're, we've seen him come back, and he's had a, a decent last, what, five, six weeks um, yeah. of playing time and getting more involved as he got healthy again. I still like this kid. I still have a lot of faith in him. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I won't have to spend a first-round pick to get him next year, I do not believe. Uh, definitely, at the very least, probably a late second-round pick. But I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure I'm going to invest in that a few times. Yeah. One guy that I uh, want to get involved in my DFS lineups this week, Stefan Diggs, who uh, has basically owned Vic uh, Fangio's defenses uh, in uh, five career games against Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator for the Bears, six touchdowns. You know, so if there's any question whether or not uh, Diggs or Thielen is the play, uh, this week it's Diggs. If you look at uh, Thielen's numbers against uh, Chicago, uh, zero touchdowns in his five uh, games against them career-wise. Yeah, well, ever since the injury came to Thielen, he's really slowed down. Uh, there's no doubt really about has, it. It's yeah. got to be bothering him it, it, just because he, he has really just slowed down tremendously. So I, I know mm -hmm. he's playing for you every week, but the fact that he didn't sit out maybe a week or two and let it get fully healthy has definitely right. hurt you in fantasy. Might have snowballed his condition. Yeah, so right. hopefully he has a, you know, he, he gets healthy again for next year. I think he'll be fine. But that this is a game that you know they they Chicago needs. They need to win this game. They want to mm -hmm. be that that team. Uh, so they're going to put everything on the line. But it is in Minnesota. Should be an interesting game. Mm -hmm. Kyle Rudolph had himself a week, but unfortunately he was on. Uh, on the bench in, uh, yeah. in a lot of fantasy lineups, right? Uh, nine for 122, two touchdowns. I, I was doing my show with uh, Bavona and Camp Stewart like I do uh, every Sunday from 4 to 8 p.m. And uh, Cam was like, hey, you know, it's great that Rudolph uh, finally is doing something, but he's on my freaking bench. <laughs> well, one of his TDs was a Hail Mary, but still. Hey, it doesn't matter how they get him. They get him, but, but yeah. like you said, nobody was starting him. There was no reason yeah. to start him. It, you know, he hadn't done anything in too many weeks previous to that for anybody to be starting him. Uh, you know, again, it it's never nice when you see guys that 
everything points to benching them and they come out and have a huge game, a la Rodgers. Right. Right, right. And you can't beat yourself up. I mean, if you've done your due diligence, your research and whatnot, if the right move is to bench uh, a guy like Rudolph last week and he happens to go off, I mean, you just have to chalk it up to, you know, sometimes things happen. (laughs) Well, again, a perfect parallel to poker. You know, if you go Mm -hmm. all in with the best hand, doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, we, we talked about Cook. Where do you think that he goes in drafts uh, next season? You I'm think that he's probably like a late mid to late second? Okay. He, he showed yeah. enough at the end. I, I think people will believe in him again. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it might be the last time if he has another injury riddled season for him that he'll drop tremendously after that. But I think people will give him one more shot to see if he can stay healthy. Mm hmm. All right. And what do you think about this game? Do you think, uh, you know, Vikings. Uh, if they lose, they're done. So uh, do you think that that is enough incentive uh, for uh, you know them to, to win this game? Do you think that they could cover the five? Well, they're going to try home. their damnedest. <laughs> There's no doubt about <laughs> it. They, Like I said, they mm-hmm. want this game badly. They, it's, it's their season in, in a nutshell. They are home, so they got that working for them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just – don't know if they're going to get past this Chicago defense with a you know a game that may not mean as much to Chicago, but it still means something. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Browns at Ravens, always an interesting game because the Ravens are the former Cleveland Browns, right? So it's like the Browns playing the Browns. Uh, the, the Ravens, <laughs> Ravens uh, will clinch the AFC North division title uh, with a win or a Steeler loss. Or a win and a Steeler tie. Uh, Baltimore clinches a playoff berth with a uh, a tie and an Indianapolis Tennessee tie. This Indianapolis Tennessee game, uh, uh, you know, we're going to talk about, but it, it's all on the line in that that game, right? Uh, that's going to be something, uh, and that's the A twenty game, if I'm not uh, mistaken, right? Yeah, I believe it is. Uh, that's a that Sunday is, night game. Yeah, 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 that's a Sunday night game. Right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so uh, that's going to be an interesting game. We'll talk about that. No. Yes. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, but the Browns have won uh, five of six. They beat the Ravens 12 to nine earlier this year. Hey, look, you know, uh, we talked about what's on the line for the Ravens, but, you know, the, the Browns are playing for something, too. I mean, they, they finished below 500 every year since 2007, right? And they're 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. That's a, That would be a big, big success for them. Absolutely. They're five and two since they let go of you, Jackson, and made that change. And, you know, Baker's yeah. been a huge part of that. But the offense has just been playing better overall. Uh, so, yeah, this is something that they would love to get over 500 just to show that this team has so many good young players on it that I think they're going to take a major leap forward next year. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah you know, I agree with you. Getting yes. that eighth win this year and getting over 500 would still mean a lot psychologically to this yeah 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 and uh, it, it, since greg williams took over right uh, uh opponents are uh just getting uh just under 20 points per game over the last six games so uh, it's it's spent a lot i got a prop bet for baker mayfield uh, we have in the minute left we have uh touchdown passes by baker mayfield over or under one and a half plus 110 for the over minus 150 for the under Ooh, uh, you know what i'm gonna take the shot here and 
take the under. <laughs> uh, just all right, Baltimore all right. at home is just too rough. I just don't see it happening. All right. And I'm going to leave you with this one and you answer when we come back from the commercial. Gus Edwards rushing yards over under 77 and a half. When we come back, you let me know what you think about that. And uh, we'll talk Eagles, Redskins. I want to talk, maybe we'll just skip and get to that Colts-Tennessee game and then we'll come back to some more games. But you're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. And if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually anytime during a contest, capitalizing on in-game action. There are so many ways that you can make money. Just go to BetDSI and enter the promo code FNTSY18 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. That's promo code FNTSY18. BetDSI is where players get paid. So don't worry, be happy. That that was a classic from uh, years gone by. Classic, really? <laughs> yeah, classic. Is that what we call classic. a classic these days? <laughs> a money maker. I don't know. It got no, a lot of airplay. How about I'll that? Give you that. It got a, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, let's try to. I just want to talk about this uh, Colts Titans game. Uh, basically, winner. Uh, it's like for all the marbles here. Right, winner uh, makes the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) This is like a classic game that you just. This is must see TV here, Uh, and uh, I have the Colts as a three and a half point favorite over the the uh, home Titans. Um, And uh, oh, actually, you you owed me an answer, didn't you? You owed me an answer on that Gus Edwards thing, right? That seventy-seven well, and a half. Uh, yeah, I thought we were going to talk about. It, then yeah, you yeah. went away from it. Yeah, you could, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> what was I did, the number huh? again? What was the number? It was seventy-seven and a half. Seventy-seven Ooh, and a look, half. Um, that's a tight number because a couple reasons. First of all, Cleveland has done a, a really good job against uh, mm-hmm. running backs lately. Actually, done a mm-hmm. little better job than Chicago has done. Reality, mm-hmm. giving up uh, mm-hmm. 0.2 points fewer than Chicago's been over the last five weeks, uh, and that's there not based go. on my spreadsheet. Important that's to check trends from the website yeah, yeah. just to make sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they, they outside of 
you know, Lamar Miller, he's the mm-hmm. only running back since week eight where that's gone over 100 yards, and he did 103 in week mm-hmm. 13. Outside of that, the only other big games were Mixon at 89 and Kareem Hunt at 91. Uh, outside of mm-hmm. that, it's been really low underneath that number. But Gus mm-hmm. Edwards has been running well. Um, his numbers mm-hmm. themselves have been pretty good uh, on the ground, and I think he's going to do that. So I'm going to go the over there. I think they're going to give him the mm-hmm. ball plenty in this game. And, of course, with Lamar Jackson there as well, they have to give him sure. you know, the benefit of the doubt for the defenses. I think Gus Edwards gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about – are you worried about uh, the emergence of, of Kenneth Dixon uh, averaging uh, just under nine carries per game in his past four weeks. Uh, a little bit more of a disruptor uh, than a guy you would consider starting. But he, uh, do you does does he scare you in terms of you know Gus Edwards and but in a way, I mean Edwards has been able to survive, hasn't he? Well, you're looking at a guy who what uh, three out of the last six games had over a hundred yards, and two of the other yeah. games he had eighty two yeah. and ninety two. Yeah. Uh, his yeah, lowest yeah. was against the Chiefs with 67, and that was the game where Dixon did well, and people expected Dixon to come back against the Bucks and be a big play, and then didn't. It, well, yeah. Once again, it was Edwards yeah. that did the job. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Dixon will get his, you know, eight or nine touches, but it's still going to mm-hmm. be a Gus Edwards game, I, I think, and we're probably looking at, you know, 15, 16 touches for him at least. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk about the uh, – the Colts and the Titans. So I have the, the Colts as a uh, three-and-a-half-point favorite. And we'll work our way backwards because this is a game I, I kind of wanted to, to talk about just for a couple minutes. Titans are home. Uh, and, uh, I mean, basically, I mean, uh, Mariota's got this little stinger, but it looks like he's going to be able to play, right? Yeah, it does look like he is going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all right, so uh, I got, have a prop bet in terms of uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, okay. Touchdown passes in Week 17. Uh, over two plus one twenty five, under two minus one sixty five. Well, I'm going he with had, the over uh, two. two. Yeah, I, he had three I, in I the last meeting. I expect him to light them up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's, even on the road. Uh, yeah, even on the road, he he's playing mm-hmm. very good. They they haven't done. They they're playing pretty good defense, but Luck is. I think. Uh, I think he's won his last nine games against them. If I'm not mistaken trying to go through that in my head but think you are sure right yeah i think you're right against them um mm-hmm. you know but the the two number is tough don't get me wrong i mean there's been a lot yeah. of those three out of the last four he's games actually of, 10 and 0 versus two. the titans in his career 10 and 0 okay yeah yeah i'm, yeah. Missing, I'm missing one in, in my head sorry about that mm-hmm. folks um, uh, that's so, it. no don't worry about it um, well, but, he's yeah, enjoyed success know, against the Titans. That's it. <laughs> he has enjoyed success against yeah. the Titans. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, Derek Henry, man. Uh, look, 17, 34, 22. Uh, Deion Lewis, 15, 10, and 6. Those are yeah, touch counts. Uh, Derek Henry is the guy that you're going to want to get the ball in the hands of, the hot hand. If you're the Titans, he has no? definitely been the hot hand. No <laughs> doubt about it. Um, yeah. He's just been nuts for them coming up and uh, big. You know, basically from week 14 on, he, he was huge for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, getting you points that he just wasn't getting all season. Uh, especially weeks uh, what 14 and 15, he went absolutely bazonkers. 
Uh, and still, mm-hmm. you know, week 16 didn't do bad. I got you over 16 fantasy points. You'll take that. But, um, you know, 30 and 47 the weeks before that. And he's definitely going to be in play again and, you know, probably see the lion's share of touches. But uh, I, I just, I don't know. I think I think Indy can get out to an early lead here, and I, I think that's going to hurt him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the who are the top fantasy plays here? we got, obviously, Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron, Derek Henry. Uh, top four fantasy plays out of this game, no? Anybody else uh, that you're, you're looking at? I mean, you, you got some. Yeah, I mean, Chester Mac, Rogers as a as a back, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. might be there. Mac I left off. Mac, well, look, uh, Tennessee has been excellent against running backs. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've allowed about 110 ga- yards a game over the last five, but they've only given up one rushing touchdown in that time, and no none mm-hmm. through the air. So uh, Mac could hit that 100 yard, but he's going to be hard pressed to get that touchdown. Hmm. Hopefully he just has so, to get uh, one over from the one-yard line. Right. <laughs> so it sounded like you were uh, all in on the Colts. I am all in on the I Colts. I mean, if you had to put I a just, wager in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely go with the Colts in this one. Uh, just, I just don't see Tennessee being able to beat them. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the uh, game script, uh, the 43 over under? I think you it goes over. A low scoring close or you're no, more of a. I, I think it goes over. I, I think, you know, the implied point total for Indy is 23. I think they go past that. And I think Tennessee can mm-hmm. put up some points against Indy's defense. Uh, I, so I, I do think it goes over. Hmm. All right. Um, Steelers fighting for their playoff lives have shot themselves in the foot so many times they're not in control of their own destiny right uh 14 Luckily and a half point they get favorite to play the Bengals. <laughs> yeah yeah but uh they uh need help right and they can't just a uh, wind just nope, doesn't do it so, yep. right yeah so pittsburgh clinches the afc north with a win and a ravens loss or tie or a Pittsburgh tie and a Baltimore loss. So basically, the Steelers got to win. They got to show up for this game. Yeah, they can't I mean, let another uh, one slip through their hands. If they do, <laughs> then they're going to be watching just like the rest of us. No doubt about it. This yeah. is a team that, yeah. you know, definitely had higher hopes than 8 6 and 1 at this point in the season, but they've just let too mm-hmm. many close games get past them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bengals uh, defense has given up league high in points, uh, just over 29 and yards per game. And uh, Roethlisberger gets to play at home. Yeah, although he, he has a, a banged up Antonio Brown looks to be playing. Yeah, it's definitely banged mm-hmm. up. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, team voting uh, Juju as the team MVP? This was the players. Hey, I, I, I can't blame them, you know. Juju's actually has uh, more rush, more receiving yards than Brown does on the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Brown definitely mm-hmm. has more touchdowns by far. But, you yeah, know, yeah. There's, there's, there's more to a team MVP than just numbers, though. It's what he means to the right. team and what kind of leadership he brings. And we saw early in the season how Antonio Brown has a tendency to be a crybaby when things don't go his way. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, I have a uh, prop bet in terms of passing yards for this game. Uh, who's going to have the most passing yards in the 2018 regular season? Now, right now, Ben Roethlisberger has 4,842. 
Patrick Mahomes has 4,816. So by the end of week 17, who's going to be the uh, passing yards champ in the NFL? Ben Roethlisberger winning would be a minus 140. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is even. So who, who do you think, uh, basically, they have just about the same amount of passing yards. Who do you think has the better week, I guess? I'm going to go with Mahomes. Uh, you know, a game they mm-hmm. still still need, uh, you know, playing mm-hmm. against the Raiders at, at home. I, I just think that he's going to come out, go out there and crush it and put up major numbers. You know, we're looking at all kinds of chances for records for him. He could be the third quarterback uh, in the history to throw for 50 passing touchdowns. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all very possible 5,000-yard passing season, his first start, first mm-hmm, year as mm-hmm, a starter. Mm-hmm. Just numbers across the board, amazing. I, I have to go with Mahomes. Okay, that's a fair, a fair assessment. Um, let's see. Uh, we talked about Antonio Brown before, and I just want to go back to that real quick. You don't see Juju surpassing uh, a Brown, no. and but Brown still has a lot of football left, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, it's yeah. several, Brown yeah, is still a We're a long way off from just, that. Juju mm-hmm. is still a very good number two, probably the best number two yeah. in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Steelers offensive coordinator Randy Fickner uh, said that Jalen Samuels, I know that James Conner's playing, he has that ankle issue, but uh, Jalen Samuels has earned a significant role. Uh, I, what do you think? We Can, can, can you can you start a Jalen Samuels? Uh, I mean, are both of these guys startable this week, Samuels and Conner? Uh, I'm starting Conner in, in a couple of DFS lineups. I don't have Samuels anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. I know the coach says that, but if Conner comes out and he's you know, hot right from the beginning, I don't see that coming to fruition where Samuels is also getting a lot of work. It's just, Mm -hmm. but if Connor comes out and, you know, the foot is hurting him more or he's just not getting it done, then it could absolutely come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So who do you think, uh, how do you think this game plays out? Do you think that uh, the Steelers show up for this one? I mean, uh, 14 and a half is, is a lot. Uh, I mean, these two teams know each other well. I mean, Bengals basically, but the problem is Bengals' offense is just basically Joe Mixon this week. Yeah, there's not much else, and that is the problem Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. of that. I think you have to give the the love to Ben in this one. Uh, But I I don't – the 14-and-a-half just seems so big. It just seems (laughs) so big. Uh, It's just – but Cincinnati, it just ah. <laughs> again, this is why I don't like to bet in Week 17. I just, mm-hmm. I don't. Pittsburgh hasn't been good enough for me to want to give 14 and a half points. Mm-hmm. All right, so you go Bengals, and and they're I'm looking at four spreads of 13 and a half or more this week. Yes, yeah, just overall big spreads, and <laughs> you know that's. Yeah. Teams out to play for something where the other teams aren't, and that's where you're seeing that in the most, you know, in, in I think actually in all aspects, the big games are, you know, one team still playing for something, the other team not playing for anything. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they are all interdivision rivalries, and teams want to be that spoiler way too often. So I think at least two of these big spreads are going to go down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you off. Uh, we have one more game to go, but I want to just run uh, one DFS uh, lineup uh, 
for you. And uh, if you have any, you could throw out there. Sure. Why not? Sure, but uh, I'm going to throw out this one. Yeah. And then we'll talk a little Eagles Redskins and then uh, we'll say happy new year. Uh, so I, I went with Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback paid up for him in DraftKings. Uh, Saquon Barkley is one of my uh, running backs. Brian Hill, uh, I have him as uh, my running back. But uh, now that I found out that Tevin Coleman is going to play, I might change that. But uh, went with Kendrick Bourne as one of my wide receivers. Jordy Nelson has been coming on for Oakland. He's been kind of like their you know, number one wide receiver. Uh, and uh, it allowed me to put Juju Smith-Schuster in there uh, for 8300 bucks as my third wide receiver. Travis Kelsey has been killing the, the Raiders lately. Have him as my tight end. Um, at the flex, I, I used uh, Jeff Wilson uh, running back for the 49ers. It was only 4400 bucks, And I went with our Giants uh, defense against a Cowboys team that really is going to start nobody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got I got a few of the same players on mine. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. let's see. This one lineup is a DraftKings uh, uh, lineup, and I got Tom Brady, I got Jeff Wilson, mm-hmm. I got Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. I got Juju Smith, I got Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. Jordy Nelson, Travis Kelsey, C.J. Anderson in the flex, and the Giants defense again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nice, oh. nice, nice. I should try to find a way to get C.J. Anderson in my lineup as well. But I have to make up a few more. But I just made this one quick before we start our show. So, Eagles-Redskins. Uh, Eagles uh, need to win, and uh, the Vikings have to lose, right, for them to get a berth? I believe that's exactly yeah. right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seven-point favorite over the home Redskins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So... Nick, it, Nick Foles' it, magic what, continues. Washington, <laughs> you know, came out and played a big game last week. Uh, I, yes. I think they try to do that again at home Tip against Philly. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you, you know, again, they're trying to play spoilers in, in the division, and, you know, there's no love lost here between these two teams. But Nick Foles played such a great game last week. It, you know, they're going to be hard-pressed to keep up with him if he does that again. Uh, I think uh, I think Washington covers the spread, but I think Philly wins. Yeah, these two teams know each other so well, uh, like all the rest of these NFC East teams. Uh, anybody that you like maybe slipping into a DFS lineup? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, can you can you put a Crowder in there? I mean, since Foles has I, been in I, there I do, for the Eagles, I do like Jeffrey. Crowder a little bit. I do mm-hmm. like Crowder mainly mm-hmm. because Doxon is really beat up. Uh, so I, I look yeah. for Crowder to get uh, quite a few targets in this one. I might take mm-hmm. a shot on him. Outside of that, not too much. I want to thank the Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel, doing a great job producing our show. I want to thank Jim Day for being a great co-host with me. Happy New Year to you, Jim. Good luck, everyone, in Week 17. We'll see you next week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs>